Hello and welcome to another episode of Accessible Airways on CGSW 90.9 FM. This program is dedicated to the education and exploration of disabled life. Giving voice to the life and experience of people with disabilities. We cover a wide array of issues and disabilities. We are people who discuss issues we are passionate about. And topics we are interested in. We show how disability is in, in the, the mind, mind of the beholder. My name is Adam Cares. The interview that you're going to listen to is one of our Accessible Airways members, John Aguilar, which is his first interview. He is talking to John Butterwick, the Parkdale Accessible Rink Project Director, as well as Amanda Alfonso, the pro- uh, president of the Parkdale Community Association. The rink was replaced last year and phase one of construction wrapped up in 2021. Phase 2 was completed in January of 2022. The rink is now open to the public. They talked over Zoom. My name is John Aguilar and this is my first interview with the Accessible Airwaves team. Joining me today is John Butterwick, the project director of the Park Hill Community Association Accessible Rink Project, as well as Amanda Alfonso, the president of the Park Hill Community Association. This is officially the second accessible outdoor rink in Canada, built for sledge hockey players or anyone with accessibility issues in mind. Hello, John and Amanda, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us, and uh, thanks for the interest in our project. John, thank you. Okay. How long has the rink been open for, and what has the reaction been like so far? Well, um, I'll I'll take that one, Amanda. Phase one, so the the project's been in two phases. Phase one, the project finished mid-February last year, and and that was basically the physical outdoor rink structure. And um, that was built to Canadian sledge hockey standards. So at that point, we had a rink, but we didn't have access to the rink. We didn't have the amenities needed um, for accessibility. So it generated a ton of excitement, built a lot of momentum, but really the, the phase two piece of the project which is just about complete now, um, is, is gonna finish off this amazing space. And, and um, our grand opening is planned for January 29th. So it, it kind of one year later, it took us to, to complete the project. What are the specifics of phase two? So um, I'll, I'll take you back a little bit to kind of the, the start of the project. So. In 2016, as a community association, we had a review done on the rink and it, was, it wasn't it was safe. We had to replace it. And that was really the start of the project. And we started um, looking at, okay, how does this work? We're a bunch of volunteers in a community association. How are we going to replace a rink? And um, we, we had a bunch of community engagement sessions. We had a question uh, asked in... in um, from the community saying, is this going to be an accessible rank? And we said, 
I'm not sure. Good question. And curiosity led us to the Calgary Sledge Hockey Association. We struck up a great relationship with them, learned a ton about, you know, what it takes to break down barriers. And, and that was kind of the start of the project. And that was, that was back, what, five years ago now. Um, mm. And as we started learning what it took and, and what we had to do, we broke it into phases purely for financial reasons. We couldn't afford to do everything right away. Um, so phase one, like I said, was the rank phase two to your, to your question was access from both parking lots to the rink. Um, we have a social area with a fire pit and a patio. So there's barrier free access to both spaces. There's an accessible change room that is designed to be very close to the ice surface. So um, players that use sled sleds can literally slide right onto the ice um, from, from the change room to um, the playing surface. And there's two accessible washrooms as part of the change room as well. So that really is phase two is um, we had to kind of recontour the entire space and make sure our community um, hub could could be accessible for everyone. Amanda, what has the reaction been like so far? We have had nothing but positive support, enthusiasm, excitement for this project. And I don't think it's just because we're building another community rink, but because we've taken in so many stakeholders, opinions and views into the planning of this project. And so I think the community Calgary Brawley is so ready for this in terms of having something that is not only state of the art, but is about the future in terms of having a facility that is open, that is free, that is accessible, and that is meant for everyone. So we've had nothing but excitement for this project and cheerleaders and champions uh, supporting us through, through the years. Uh, did the community members show a strong interest in making this rink accessible? Yes. So we have, again, had nothing but support. And even though the rink is not open, just to give you an example, yesterday we had three messages asking us, is the rink open? Can we skate on it? So everyone watches the construction that's been happening over the past uh, winter with, um, I think, uh, breath in terms of wanting to, to be able to skate on the, on the ice. And we're very fortunate that this facility is in the heart of Parkdale. So our residents surround the community. We're nestled just below the university and the Foothills Hospital and the Children's Hospital. So it's very much um, an active site in terms of visible to everyone. And so the community is super excited about the opening. Okay. With the construction of the rink, you said it's taken five years from the start. When does the rink open this year? Yes, uh, our, our journey has taken about yeah five or six years. The first phase of construction took 
uh, about four months uh, when it opened last February. And, and this phase of construction, we started this summer. Uh, so I would say it's taken about nine months. And our big grand opening is January 29th. So uh, nine days from now on Saturday. And um, it's going to be a, a, an absolutely fantastic opening, a ton of fun. And then, like Amanda said, uh, after it's open, it's free, it's accessible, and uh, I, we hope to see everybody come down and check it out. So, John, are there any big things planned for the opening day? Oh my gosh, uh, yes. I am going to give Amanda this question to answer because uh, she's been um, leading the, the planning effort, so I think she can speak to that one. Okay. We are so excited about celebrating the grand opening that we have amazing partners that have stepped forward and wanted to join forces with us. So maybe I'll start with a few examples. We have uh, the Calgary Flames and the Flames Foundation. They have been one of our funding partners right from the beginning. And so Harvey the Hound and a couple of Flames alumni will be joining us. We'll be doing a sledge hockey tournament. So this will be the Parkdale Winter Classic, which will be an annual event. So our Flames alumni will be joining the Calgary Sledge Hockey players on the ice for a friendly game. We will be having um, former Mayor Nahad Nenshi as our MC for the event. Um, we will be having Hockey Day in Canada, giving us some great shots um, during the day, uh, focusing on just the activities that we're having in terms of the sledge hockey players being on the ice and just showcasing um, Canada's second accessible outdoor rink. We also have a few other little surprises that will be happening through the event, but some of the other festivities will include hot chocolate and coffee, snacks, and we couldn't have a grand opening without having cake, so there'll be cupcakes, and then obviously a nice big ribbon cutting ceremony to really just celebrate all of the work and effort of everyone that's been a part of this project and just taking that moment to really celebrate the success. Amanda, what are the features that make this rink different and accessible? So I'm going to throw this one back to John as he's been the closest in terms of making sure that we are meeting the sledge hockey requirements as well as the Recampton certification. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the actual rink itself, uh, when we looked into it, the changes are just so, so small, but they're so big, you know, things like gate width um is is different to allow access for the sleds um the design of the rink the ice has to be flush with the access point so there's no big lip like you'd see on a, a normal rink um and then the players benches have see-through plexiglass so the players on the bench can see what's going on on the ice and so everything just flows seamlessly these plans can be found on hockey canada's website and uh Talking to the sledge players, there's another outdoor rink uh, in Winnipeg, and we connected with them. They shared all our all their plans, gave us a bunch of tips. So, although there's definitely deliberate changes you need to make when you 
like cost wise, it's not really that different than a normal rink. And that's one of the goals of this project is just bring awareness, share our story, and and hopefully we see more and more and more outdoor rinks like this. Uh, John, how did the Calgary and Winnipeg sledge hockey community inform and consult you on the building process? And also, who else did you consult? Yeah, a great question. I think some of the slate sledge hockey players that we talked to mentioned the Dakota Community Center in Winnipeg. And, and when we talked to them, it, I asked a couple of simple questions and they just shared everything. They said it was the greatest thing they've ever done. It was amazing for the community and shared their great stories. Um, and, and we were we were determined. So some of the sledge hockey players, so, you know, Alan Halbert, he's a sledge hockey president. He's been a partner with us since day one. Um, some of their players uh, have been to the design reviews with us and been on this journey. And then Level Playing Field is our accessibility consultant. So, um, you know, Darby's been a fantastic partner and worked with us again for, for years on this. Um, she's also currently uh, working with us on the Rick Hansen certification for the space as well. So lots and lots of help and just a, a huge amount of learning we've done it as a community over the past few years um, working on this project. Did you both ever try to play sledge hockey before? before? <laughs> so uh, I'll go first, Amanda. Uh, I've played hockey my whole life. Uh, I have three brothers and we lived on the outdoor rink and loved outdoor <laughs> hockey. Um, and I've been talking to Alan about getting me in a sled, but I haven't yet. And I'm really looking forward to trying. And I know I'm going to embarrass myself on the ice, but I haven't yet. Wow. Same here. I'm really looking forward to actually having the opportunity to try out a sled at our grand opening. That's one thing that we'll be having um, available for people is to, to try a, a sled and to get on the ice and yeah, to either um, be really good at it or just experience it for the first time. The problem I often find with outdoor rinks is that Sometimes the pathway leading to the door of the rink can be too icy on a small hill or generally difficult to walk on with skates. Did that feature come up in consultations? And will you keep it shoveled? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, as we're learning about what it takes to break down barriers, that came up a lot with outdoor rinks. You know, we need a place to warm up in. We need a place to store equipment. Um, some of the athletes with prosthetics aren't gonna leave them in a snowbank. That's, you know, minus 20, right? So all those considerations were taken into account. Um, it definitely is gonna be maintained uh, in that way. And just to make sure, yeah, it's clear, but. Both parking lots have um, barrier-free access and we're gonna make sure that it's ready for the crowds because we hope we attract a lot of people to come um, come play hockey. And even in the summer, it's it's an accessible uh, place year round. There's a you know beautiful concrete slab. So we're gonna have um, yeah, accessible sports year round as well. 
I don't know, Amanda, if you have anything to, to add there. I was just going to say that I, I, it's meant to be a place where um, everybody's welcome and that it's safe and it's easy and it's accessible. And I think one of the things that we're very fortunate is that we have such an amazing volunteer uh, spirit in Parkdale. We have a group of dedicated volunteers called the Rink Rangers that love spending time at the community rink. And so in the winter, especially, they are out in the evenings, they are shoveling the walkways, they are making sure that they are clear, um, that the ice is ready for people to be using. So there's a lot of pride and I think um, craftsmanship that goes into making sure that it is a really amazing place for, for people to enjoy. Uh-huh. Amanda, what will be the skating time sport rink and is it available for bookings? So Our community rink is open to the public, so we are a community association, so we need to follow all of the bylaws that are outlined by the City of Calgary. So the rink will be open first thing in the morning and we'll be closing it at uh, in the evenings at 10 o'clock. We're very fortunate that we do have uh, lighting, so in these winter months when it does get dark that we do have it all lit up, so it will be nice and bright. Um, In terms of event bookings, we are super excited to be offering programs um, in the future around sledge, around learn to skate. So we're really hoping that we move into that direction where we will be having some really solid programs running out of our facility. But for the time being, as we open here on January 29th, we're going to really use this time for the public to get to know about, get to know our facility, that it's available, that people can come and use it and skate on it and just enjoy it. John, what will the outdoor ice rink be named? Well, uh, today it's it's the Parkdale Community Association Accessible Outdoor Rink, um, but I would say we're open to ideas uh, on that. Uh, Amanda talked a lot about programming. We want to offer amazing programming. We want to help the Sledge Hockey Association grow the game. We want to bring awareness to um, you know inclusivity in sport and and how amazing and that is to the community. So, um, yeah, I would say we're open to ideas on that one. (laughs) Okay, another question, John. How will the rink be used in the summer and spring? Um, Yeah, I would say we we do have a concrete slab. So there's basically um, completely barrier-free access. And then to to get on this slab, it's about six inches. So there'll be a, a ramp down. Um, and then we'll have um, some type of programming. We just we just haven't um, you know scheduled organized it yet. But I know, um, for example, the Calgary Flames. They've been talking to Amanda about uh, roller sledge programs and what that might look like, and and other options for us to kind of showcase the the space. Um, so we don't have anything pen- penned in on the calendar, but we got a lot of stuff in pencil that we're working on. Okay. I bet there were higher costs to create this special rank. Were there any surprises and challenges to acquire funding? Um, I'll, I'll talk about the cost and then I'll, I'll let Amanda talk about the, uh, 
the special challenges and uh, surprises. But I'll say on the cost side, if you're building a new rink, the, the cost to make it accessible for the actual rink itself is negligible. You just have to think about it. Um, so that's the benefit of, of bringing awareness is think about it, do it. It's not, it's not going to cost you that much money. The, the biggest cost for us were um, the access to the rink. We had to um, spend quite a bit of money on just making uh, the, the area flow and making the area barrier free and the building itself, just the change rooms and bathrooms. That was really the big cost. Um, but as far as what it took to, to fund it and get there, I'll, I'll pass that over to Amanda. I think with any community project, you always run into the challenges of funding. And in our case, it was very much about needing to establish relationships with some really great partners. And we were very fortunate that this project is supported by some incredible partners that believe in our vision in terms of accessibility and inclusivity. So I'm just going to rattle them off because they do need to uh, receive the recognition as they did step up and uh, not only demonstrate their commitment with funding, but also really supporting our vision and being a partner in terms of helping us get this over to the finish line. So groups like the Flames Foundation, uh, Parks Foundation, Calgary, the Calgary Foundation, NMAX, um, Calgary Parking Authority, the Government of Alberta, and the City of Calgary have been instrumental in terms of the funding. And I would say that if anybody is in a similar circumstance as us in terms of a group of volunteers trying to build a community rink, that making those connections with organizations that believe in your vision is critical. And one of the other, I think, pieces of advice is just making sure that you, once you get that first grant, that becomes, I think, the snowball in terms of being able to then attract other partners to the table. So we were very fortunate that Parks Foundation and the Flames Foundation were one of our early supporters in uh, coming to the table and then helping us just navigate and continue to just advance our our fundraising goals to to make this happen. Uh, Okay. All right. Um, is there a special way the ice is maintained and prepared for the sledge hockey players and the high use the rink might receive? All right, I'll I'll take that one. And and if when you come to the Parkdale rink, you're going to meet someone named Andy, and he's amazing. And he's he looks after our ice. He's our rink director. Um, so there's two two things I'll say, John. First is the ice is uh, built up to the level of the gate. So it's completely flush. So that's the, the first thing of just the, the accessibility barrier-free portion. And the second is ice quality. Um, we are renting a Zamboni for the winter months. We don't have it yet, but when we open, it'll be, it'll be there. And um, Andy's been, been training us on uh, how to use it. So we're going to have fantastic ice quality. And um, that's thanks to the great volunteers we have uh, in the community. Okay. Next question. Okay. Did the Parkdale Community Association building have to be adapted or renovated in any way for accessibility? I'll, I'll take this one, Amanda. Basically, for our Parkdale hub, we built a new building. 
Um, so it's essentially, you'll see our outdoor rink and you're going to see this little building and it's a change room with two accessible bathrooms and a garage. And, uh, we looked at modifying the original building, but it was, it was more, yeah, I would say cost effective and logistically, um, effective to have the building right next to the rink. Huh. Okay. Amanda. Like you said, you're going to have tournaments coming up. Would it be like a weekend long or any other special events in the ice rink in the future? Yeah, we are definitely hoping to get to that point. Um, like I said, we are very um, excited about the opening. So at this point um, on our grand opening day, having the sledge Calgary sledge hockey team out doing a, a demo game, I think will hopefully excite the community about what's possible and what um, can be done at our community rink. So we're really looking forward to hopefully hosting um, future sledge programs and tournaments and all kinds of activities um, at our community rink because that's what it's been built for. Okay. Did we miss anything in this interview that we didn't discuss that you would like to share? Your questions were very thorough and I think we've been able to highlight all of our key messages. I'll turn it over to John, but um, I just wanted to say thank you. I think it's programs like this that are going to help build awareness about not only accessibility, but just about um, thinking about infrastructure that needs to be considered in terms of accessibility planning and how we build for the future. So thank you for the opportunity to share our story and to be able to promote um, our project. And hopefully you'll be able to join us on January 29th. It'd be great to see you down at the rink. What would I add to that question? I'll say, you know, this is going to be an amazing community space for years and years and years. And, and we see this really as the community taking a next step. So we're happy to share our story. We wanna see everybody come down and have fun with their families and friends and uh, help us just bring awareness to this cause because we are so proud of it. Um, we've learned a ton and we're happy to share it with anyone who wants to listen. So um, yeah, thanks for having us on the show. It, it's it's been great talking to you. And, and like Amanda said, let's, let's connect on the 29th when we open this, <laughs> open this up. Okay. This concludes my interview with John Butterwick and Amanda Alfonso. Thank you for joining me for the interview. Thanks, John and, and Ryan and Adam. Uh, again, thank you so much. And uh, that was a lot of fun. Thank you. If you want to check out the rink, it is located in Parkdale at 3512 5th Ave Northwest, just south of Foothills Medical Center. That was John Igler talking to John Butterwick and Amanda Afonso over Zoom about the accessible rink, which is the second phase was finished in January of 2022, it's located in the Parkdale community and opened to the public. Thanks for tuning in to Accessible Airways on CJSW 9.9 FM. If you want to listen to any other 
episodes, you can go to cjw.com or any other podcast apps and search Accessible Airwaves. Thanks for listening. Thank you.